I am very excited to announce that the Folly Coffee Hot Sauce Kickstarter has been successfully funded. We have created a new stretch goal with some awesome free rewards if we hit that stretch goal, as well as a brand new reward offering. Hint, Folly Coffee Barbecue Sauce. Check it out, follycoffee.com slash kickstarter. Don't wait. Hey, this is Rob. This is episode 58 of the Folly Coffee Podcast. Let's get it brewing. Right, I am here with Golnaz Yomotpour of Eat Drink Dish Minneapolis, consultant, yes, owner of Eclectic Media, yes, founder of Eat Drink Drink Minneapolis. Like I said on Instagram, seventy point nine thousand followers yep. as, as of this morning. <laughs> Five years, City Pages best Instagram readers choice, killing it, and a marketing MBA. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> that seventy thousand, like. I follow you. I've been following you. And I was always like, oh, yeah. I think when I started following you, you were like 50,000. And all of a sudden, I just popped it. I was like, whoa, what the heck is going on Yeah, we kind of just, 50,000 was, was it two years ago, I think? And it was also the first time I was on TV. So I have a friend that was in PR, and she's like, let's just do a press release. I'm like, okay. And I didn't know it was going to pick up, or I thought it was going to be like a little article. And then I didn't know that she does TV only. And so I got picked up by like WCCO, Jason Show, and Twin Cities Live all in like a month. And I'm like... All right. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny how the flywheel works sometimes. You know, yeah. flywheel is the thing that's like really hard to get cranking at first. Yeah. And then as it gets cranking, it goes faster and easier to go and go. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited to dig into your story because I think a lot of people with your account are just like, of course, she has a big phone. It's Eat, Drink, Dish, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Everybody follows it. But I was do- digging into some numbers. And here's one that really sticks out to me. Okay. So. As of this morning, three or probably more by now, I would maybe uh, three thousand five hundred sixty-one posts. Yeah, over the period of six years and eight months. Here's the crazy part: is that's an average of one point four five posts a day. Yeah, for nearly seven yeah. years. <laughs> it's insane. And so, because I'm, I'm like, well, there's one secret to success right there. Yeah, that is like. The social media grind. Yeah, it is. It was it, it was a formula back then. I mean, we started in 2014, so social media was like cranking, especially Instagram was cranking up a little bit. So no one knew how to really get big. And we kind of just, I think, we had a great recipe of just timing and content and kind of the first people in Minnesota to really just build a community around food on on social media. Um, but yeah, we, I was one of those people that was just obsessed with it. Like social media, I was like on it all the time. I was researching. It was like look at everyone's account like it was you know like the the founder syndrome where everyone's you, once you get into something you you're obsessed with it with i'm sure you've experienced in your oh career no i'm well. not obsessed at all <laughs> people describe me as super laid back really? and not at all no god no i'm super neurotic um when you're saying we i know you have a big yeah. team so who is the we has it always been a we did you start by yourself how does this kind of no evolve? some of it sometimes that's just me think because it's it takes more than me i'm not very i'm a humble brag i don't like yeah. being like it's all about me so i would say we well then you're gonna hate the format of this podcast oh, really? this is literally <laughs> all about you yeah no that's cool <laughs> but no i actually did start it with a partner um it was two of us uh for two years and then we like llc to right away so i started during my mba program so once i started like business school is when i started eat drink dish it was kind of like 
let's put this stuff in practice. Maybe we can make something out of it. Um, and it just didn't work out. Like it was, I was really new to the business world. My par- I grew up in a very entrepreneurial world. So my parents owned businesses. I was always surrounded by entrepreneurs. I just never experienced it myself. So, um, but yeah, the partnership didn't really go well. I bought her out like the end of the second year, right when we started making money. And it wasn't, I just didn't feel like we were pulling the same weight. Um, lesson learned. It was like one of the biggest business decisions I ever had to make. I got to get like lawyers involved and all that oh, stuff. Geez. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. Um, we also didn't have a membership agreement. You know, when you come in an LLC, you, you have these like roles and responses. We just kind of just did it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, hmm, maybe we'll make money. Maybe we won't. And then we started making money. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to cut it. Yeah, that, that's a tough <laughs> thing. Uh, it, it is something that I read about early on and thankfully had heard enough horror stories of yeah. that that I was like, you kind of have to picture if this thing did work, what the roles what, and responsibilities yeah. would be before. And it's like you get that imposter syndrome sometimes. Right. Like, We're talking about stuff as if, yeah. especially in 2014, because yeah. Instagram at this time, I can't imagine too many people, especially Mm-mm. with like a focus on food, were making a, a lot of money off something like this so how how did you come up with the idea to start doing this in the first place yeah um well I it was a lifestyle thing like I was what 27 when I started um like broke as a joke kind of thing I had my first corporate job at 25 I was never cut out for corporate I just I knew it wasn't um but like the going out to dinner or going out to eat and like having that social life was an escape for me and also was able for me to like travel with like trying different cuisines um and so I was like well I do it so much. Might as well see if I can share that and really build a community. And I know what's good. Like I have always been known as like that friend that knows where to go eat. Even with my family, I'm always the one like ordering for other people. So I was like, might as well use something that's naturally given to you and like put it out there and see what happens. Yeah, that, that's like back when the term influencer was like the it was literally what the word meant, and yeah. it didn't turn into like the negative derogatory thing it has become now. Like back in the day, influencer just meant like. This is somebody that influences, influences people yeah. and usually because of somebody in your situation that you're like, I really like food and I'm yeah. kind of the person that people come to for recommendations. Maybe I should start sharing <laughs> this. Yeah, it was also like the rise and fall of the word foodie. Foodie was a huge term and then that taint got tainted. So then we just stopped We just stopped using the word. Like I don't even use it anymore because everyone's like, oh, I'm not a foodie. And like it just, it, it it's funny how like language just changes like so fast especially in the social media age when yeah. things become like a hashtag or a trend a word that like is based in a genuine meaning yeah. or like genuine like feelings about twisted. something gets twisted really fast yeah. so when you're starting and you said that you know year two you had to kind of go through this whole legal battle yeah how quickly did things begin to pick up did you see any sort of like a quick rise and let's go back to day one yeah here. I'm trying to picture 2014 and like yep. what Instagram was at this time. Obviously, cameras on phones have evolved greatly to now where anyone can For take sure. amazing photography. Not so much in 2014. No. How how did you decide like this is how we're going to take our pictures? This yeah. is what the photos are going to look like. This is what we're going to focus on. So I'm not a photographer at all. I took every art school in high school, but. Um, photography wasn't I just have an eye for things but one of the major things I wanted to do was to build that like I don't know where I saw it I probably saw it on some other some other person's account but it was like use our hashtag to get featured on our page the whole like getting featured on our page was something we started right away but we um, obviously like we 
we started with our own fan camera phones. Like I had an iPhone four mm. at the time, I think. So it was like a little camera and we just take photos. And then it took a while for people to catch on, obviously to start tagging us. And once that happened, then we started reposting. But we also, I think in the beginning too, repost a lot of restaurant photos, but it was just like the hardest part was getting people used to a behavior um, that was new. And also at that time, like a lot of people in Minnesota weren't even like, we're very slow here in the Midwest. <laughs> we're even on Instagram. So I'm like, we actually started on Twitter and we got like 50 followers within an, a day. And we're like, well, let's go on to Instagram next and see what happens. And I suppose also the consumer expectation of photography wouldn't yeah. be the same as it is no. now. Cause like you don't have all the photo, like the no. Photoshop apps and everything that were, are now readily available. That yeah. Back then you see an iPhone four picture and you're like, Oh, this is the latest iPhone. Yeah. Picture. This looks good to me now. Exactly. Yeah. Back when you had the flip phone and like, you could almost tell that was a person you're like, this is insane. There's a camera <laughs> in my phone. Yeah. So you're using like restaurant photos. You're when you say hashtag get featured, yeah. was that somebody that like, Hey, use our hashtag yep. and we'll feature your picture. Yeah. So we coined the hashtag eight drink dish and PLS. And then I don't know if, I think tagging was still, that was still around or that was around. I don't remember now, but, um, people use both, but we like a lot of people just started using the at tag within the picture. And once people start tagging us, we just reposted them and give photo credit. And that was a huge emotional satisfaction and gratification people got and we're like in, in marketing that's kind of a thing you know you want people to feel good and that's kind of always been our thing how many followers do you think an account has to have Here, here's a question i've posed before it's okay. unrelated but it's kind of the same thing i've i've gone through this thought experiment you know how people get excited at a full arena and they get on the camera yeah what is the fewest number of people there would have to be in a crowd where you'd still be excited that you're on camera and like, what, this, what is just, <laughs> this is just a rhetorical question, yeah. but the, here's where I want to ask you. Excited? How many followers do you think an account has to have for someone to be excited that their photo got reshared? I think at least, uh, I think it's at least a thousand. I think it's like, it's how you brand it, I think. Yeah. And um, what that account really means. But I think, yeah, I mean, if I, had, if I was reposting an account that has a thousand followers and was about food or something, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. It's at least more, it's a different... Um, it's a different, uh, what do you call it? You're just reaching different audience basically as mm -hmm. well. So, and as you're growing, yeah. do you have like a, a set plan in place ahead of time or do you keep it loose for the different strategies that work? Very loose. Yeah. <laughs> I like, it's kind of like, it's very organic. I, um, I really, I'm the hardest part for me is getting in those processes of like, we haven't even done scheduled posts yet. Like I don't even, everything's <laughs> organic. That was going to be a question I had much <laughs> later on. So you're at this point, you're still not even scheduling. No, posts. not really. That makes 1.45 yeah. average posts a day for seven years. Absolutely. Yeah. I always insane. felt like it was inauthentic to do scheduled posts mm. because obviously, I mean, once you do, it's like set it and forget it. But then if you're like not with the times, especially right now with like the cultural, everything's going on right now. Yeah. You schedule something a week ago and you forgot, and like it, it, it can be tone deaf. Like you have to be really careful what you post nowadays. I'm just like, I'm just not gonna risk that right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And the Instagram is so constantly evolving and changing. Mm -hmm. How are? Because I remember at one point we were growing like, with the folly Instagram yeah. like crazy, and then all of a sudden like the algorithm changed where it was no longer chronological, or it's yeah. like I, I have trouble keeping up with them. They always are, change. Yeah. yeah, are you are these the type of things that like you're staying on top of, or is it reactive? How far in advance do you find out about these things, mm -hmm. and how do you react when Instagram does change how their how users are interacting with content? Yeah, um, yeah, with my marketing background and just being in the world. I kind of have to be on top of things because I do consulting as well. 
Um, there, it, it seems like Instagram changes. It used to be like every summer they would change something. Like around June, it was something they'd come out with. But now it's like all the time. There's new features. There's new stories. I mean, it's kind of insane. Um, so, but we, I'm on, in, I'm on social media every day. Mm-hmm. So by going in, there's always something going on. Then you got to learn about it. So. It's yeah, it's all the time. It's all the time. You're always like tweaking stuff. Because mm-hmm. w- one of the things I've kind of been trying to wrap my brain around is like the number of followers versus engagement. Oh, because yeah. uh, my sister's in social media too. Uh, okay. Yeah, she works at Forward Marketing downtown, oh, yeah. and she says, and I'm sure you've faced this before. Someone comes to you. Let's say I come to you, and I'm like, I just want to grow my following yeah. at all costs. Yeah. I don't care. I'll spend whatever. I just want X amount of followers. Yeah. Versus you could gain. 10,000 followers that aren't highly engaged versus a hundred that are highly engaged. How do you kind of balance between the two of which is more important, the the follower count or how they're engaged with that account? Um, I always think the how they're engaged is the better statistic. And that's also changed too. It used to be comments and likes, and then they took away likes. Um, now it's like saves and shares. So now like one photo we had, had like 353 shares. So people like sending them to to each other's so that's now a new engagement um tool that people use now see i didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like everything there's like changes all the time like comments now they're cool but there's so many bots out there now like and there's always these like engagement pods too so you don't know if those are like real comments so or explain that because yeah. i just learned about this like a month <laughs> oh ago. yeah there was a i forgot who it was between two local influencers there's some big controversy that you ever yeah. get caught on in just like a thread on I some know. random thing and you're like wait why did i just read about this for 45 minutes <laughs> so explain to me that the pod yeah the engagement pod is basically i don't know how it came about but it started with i think an influencer um like basically like asking other influencers to get into this group they call them pods i guess mm-hmm. and it's like hey join our pod and then let's say there's 20 people in that pod this is all online and they're like okay so in order for us to all like help each other whenever someone posts you go and like and comment and so like i would have to go like and comment 20 people so i have to always be on that stuff too and then and vice versa they would do the same for me um there are some people that we repost and like i ha- i can't repost them anymore because it's like you know, like the Beyonce, like the bee, like the bees swarm you. It's yeah. like the swarm of comments. I'm like, who are these people? These aren't even like people that live in Minnesota. Like this is just, it's like spam. Like, yeah. I, yeah. And so that doesn't work for me because a lot of um, the reason we started Eat Drink Dish was to really help businesses. Like I'm really business minded. So I'm like, we need our, we need our comments and audience to be like real people, yeah. not just whatever person. Yeah. Cause on the business owner's side, the biggest challenge we have in determining like marketing spend is ROI, mm-hmm. especially when you're small, yeah. uh, that you're trying to like make sure that the dollars you're spending, you're being really efficient. Yeah. And so something like social media spend can be intimidating because you're like, what is the ROI? How do we know yeah. what actually came from this? And when the ROI of like people I've sent that have like sent, you know, you get, I'll just get these random messages of like, we can get this, you, this many likes for yeah. this cost. And you're like, Okay, you know, it's like, it's like I, do I want the security blanket of like I got exactly. this many likes? That's neat. Or how many of these people actually switched and converted? And I've seen campaigns like that mm. where they're like, "Look at this boost of likes," or the, and you realize that all the comments are like, "These are not anybody not that ended up being a customer." Right. And so that goes back to kind of the engagement thing. That it seems to me the people I've spoken mm-hmm. to that are on the social media side are like engagement is way more important. And then the people that are on like my the, side, the yeah. supplier side or like the, the business side um, are like, oh, we need more followers. <laughs> and 
my, my take on it is is kind of weird. Okay. Because people on my side think followers is more important. Yeah. They value a business with more followers higher. Mm-hmm. And so it actually has helped us in, yeah. in meetings. And I'm sure it's helped you in terms oh, of like sure. publicity reach of just like the amount of followers. Yeah. But in terms of online campaigns, yeah. it's the engaged customers that are actually determining the online success. So it's, yeah. it's really strange in that It's way. kind of like, I always think of like in, in people format, like it's like we're the cool kid. You got to be the cool kid and you also like have to have people that talk to you at the same <laughs> time. You can't just like look cool. You also have to have some value in you. And I think a lot of people can look cool on Instagram, <laughs> but like... There's no one coming to their birthday party, kind of thing. <laughs> like, like there's it's like tw- it's like crickets, but it's really hard. It's it's that's why we like went the organic route, and that's why it's taking so long too to like really get to what we really want to do with Eat Drink Dish too. Do you do you change the strategy uh, of like growth versus engagement depending on the type of business you're working with or the type of account that's approaching for your consulting services? Um, yeah. So a lot of people like as you said, come for like, we need more, I need more followers. Like I had a musician once that just wanted more followers. And I'm like, well, you then have to be aggressive, but like you post 1.8 times a day. Like you have to have a lot of content. You have to talk all the time. You basically have to live on social media. Um, and then very rarely the people actually ask for engagement and the engagement usually is like in the form of giveaways. I'm like, do a giveaway. Like that's unless you're, you have to provide value on, yeah. and, on social media. If you're just like posting and promoting your product, no one cares. Like those are just ads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach, who I had on a, uh, Zach Lyman, he's a, a comedian and also does marketing. I've yeah. had him on a previous episode and he, he said it best. And this has stuck with me so much. He's like, nobody wakes up in the morning with the thought, I wonder what Target posted today. Yeah, exactly. But they definitely followed them. And yeah. so you're like, oh, so you've got an unengaged person following because it's Target. Yep. But they're posting things like it's all just promotion of what's going on in the store. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 kind of a tough thing to get around. It is. Um, and so going to uh, kind of the pod thing, because that kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of a topic that comes up, is how have you found um, when you are working with businesses that mm-hmm. are like, especially like restaurants yeah. that like you're in, that are potentially like comping meals or paying you to promote what they're doing. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the best way for both for it to be a win-win situation? Because you do hear about influencers coming in with this like pod mentality, ton yeah. of followers, ton of, I'm doing air quotes, like tons of comments and like yep. heart that looks amazing. Yeah. I totally have to try this. And then you realize all the people saying they have to try it don't live in Minnesota yep, or where exactly. the thing is. What are the tips that you would give to businesses mm-hmm. on setting up a successful partnership that if they're going to be spending money on like trying to drive traffic to their restaurant or to uh, run a promotion for around a specific type of thing, what would you do to set them up for success to make sure that they don't run into the thing where they feel like, Oh man. Yeah. So if I was consulting and I usually say this all the time and I think a lot of people don't even, even when I get hired on, no one asks for my analytics, which is like kind of mind blowing. So I'm like, so you're just, you're really based off of like the numbers I have, like my follower numbers. It's fine. Um, but what I usually say to a lot of businesses that I like and I like trust, I'm like, you need to check their followership. Like I just ask them their insights and just see how many people live in Minnesota. And that's it. That's it's really where the authenticity comes from. If they have like, you know, 60%, 70% of their audience in Minnesota, it's probably a legit account, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a super simple, but like, <laughs> And it's not like it's, I mean, it's not like legal to ask. It's not bad. It's not frowned upon. It's like legit ask them where their followers are from. And then they just be like, can you give me a snapshot of your insights or like your snapshot of your audience demographic? They should be able to get that for free on Instagram. That is, 
I've never even thought to ask that yeah. question. <laughs> I think it is because it's like a, it's something it, you would only know if you're like really in it. But yeah. And do you provide like analysis of insights to show you like here's what because uh, mm-hmm. here's something I've ran into too is I've seen insights before. I'm like, yeah, is this good? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I run a Facebook yeah. ad. I run a Facebook ad or something. I get the numbers back. I'm like. I'm is that it seems like a lot of views is that good yeah. or do you provide that kind of service of like yeah. setting expectations because I think that's a big part I, I do I usually um, sometimes even compare it to let's say you put a billboard up or you put an ad in a magazine or something like I always can uh, compare it to the traditional media and you really at, at the end of the day are getting more bang for your buck on social media like one of our posts can reach like 20 to 30,000 people in Minnesota and most of our followers, it's like 90% Minnesota in our followership. Um, versus like if you put $5,000 ad in like a magazine, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, You're not going to get a click-through rate. You're not going to get, you're just going to get someone looking at it. That's, yeah. that's what is called impressions. Mm. So, um, but we'll get, we get like 500, was it like 500,000? No, we get like about a million impressions a month on, just on our Instagram page. So how many people come in and out of our page? Not even just a follower. So it's whatever. Um, so we have like a lot of, value it just now right now it's a time to us for us to like organize that and also share that with the world and be like hey you can probably do business with us and like save a lot more money versus putting an ad in like a newspaper or something like that (laughs) that's like an unfathomable yeah (laughs) i'm trying to like process right now and this leads so this episode will be coming out in a few weeks so when this episode airs Oh yeah, lots your, of your lots new of is this eleven eleven date we had spoken about in <laughs> yeah. the past still on the calendar? Yeah, okay, so it, it changed to eleven ten because Veterans Day is eleven eleven, so we didn't want to compete. Um, <laughs> that's like a marketing thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the elections and stuff, we were kind of like, I don't know if this is the right time, but like we've been, it's been in the works for like fifteen months now, and I'm like, in twenty twenty was just. Can we swear on here? Or no? Yeah, <laughs> it was just a shit show. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff that we planned like wasn't happening barely we didn't really make any money this year at all mm-hmm. um so this was uh a, something that's like a passion project but also response to whatever we've been seeing the last six years and kind of doing a cultural shift in our end like basically shaping the culture of how to dine and how to find places to eat and drink and um, with a lot more positive positivity versus negativity so um yeah, I, I mean, it, we actually already posted today, so I can talk about it. But it's um, it's basically a curated food and restaurant guide for Twin Cities right now. And it's our way to separate ourselves from Instagram, because Instagram does not pay us at all. <laughs> like, we're not YouTubers, so yeah. we don't get anything from Instagram. Um, it also allows us to scale, too, eventually. So um, if we wanted to go to Chicago or if we want to do other places, this is a great way for us to start doing that. Yeah. Um, and it also helps restaurants. Uh, part of it is so there's you can join for free, and it's supposed to be this kind of a lifestyle brand. So you go on there, and you'll see no more than like five to fifteen recommendations per category of an appetite. Um, we're not doing like fifty lists of places to go for sushi, and pe- it's like that stuff is over. Like we're so tired of those like lists that like I can't even deal with it. Like I'll just scroll and like who cares? Um, there's gonna be a lot of personality in it. Um, it's called Eddie. So <laughs> how do you spell that? E D D Y. And the reason behind the name is a couple reasons. These days, especially in the food world, it's super hard to trademark anything with food. Like yeah. the name, it's so hard to find a name unless you're like cease and desist letter in two seconds. So Eddie is basically just eat, drink, dish with a Y. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's a name and 
It's cool. We made it into like a personality, but you can't tell it the gender. Obviously, I mean, like it's basically me, and I'm yeah. not a man. So, um, but it's uh, it's it's really fun. It's all custom design. I worked with my friend Teresa. She lives in Seattle, but she came from a fashion background, and she developed and designed the entire thing from scratch. Um, but yeah, you can you can join for free and get all the recommendations, our curated recommendations. So that means like anything that we've tried and we think is best in the Twin Cities. Um, but then, then you can also join our Yum Club, which is <laughs> our paid version or our, um, you know, like our little exclusive version. And for, for $48 a year, which it comes down like four bucks a month, um, and 3% of those, uh, the first year membership will go to North Stands, which is a nonprofit yeah. in Twin Cities. I don't know if you're yep. familiar. Yeah. So their, um, their mission is to... Um, basically help rebuild the restaurant industry and I guess their focus right now they pivoted their focus to more BIPOC owners and restaurant owners so um, so even you can join for free if you don't want to pay that's fine and if you do want to pay you're you're contributing to the rebuild of our community which is awesome and you get all these exclusive goodies content we'll have um, like you guys will hopefully be on there (laughs) for experiences Um, and yeah, and then the first 50 right now, which when, when we launch, um, we'll get, if you sign up for the Yum Club for the first 50, we'll get these launch boxes, which is our branded launch box. There'll be some goodies in there, um, some local brands and like a mask and some other fun stuff too. That's (laughs) such a smart move because going back to what I was saying in terms of like engagement is what I, what I realized as we built a new website is that it was like. Our previous website, we were not capturing any emails. We were not really doing newsletters. Okay. We weren't really offering anything of like, why would somebody want to subscribe to Folly? Or like, what? why would I want to do that? And as things constantly evolve with social media, I mean, Instagram itself is changing. It's acquired by Facebook. Now, all of a sudden, yeah. I get a notification this week that the messaging is the yeah. same. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? I know. And being able to bring people into something you separate that you own and that you can like really have complete control of. Cause that's yeah. the, that's the most frustrating thing is like when you can work really, really hard at something and put together like such a beautiful, like array of photos and recommendations and then they change the algorithm and I know. you have to like completely change how you yep. do things. And so I'm really excited to see what you do here. And yeah. I, th- I think the key to what you said is like so many lists happen Yeah, and I, I see this in coffee a lot where I go, oh, this person has not been to a single one of these, I guarantee, just based on the description. Right. Or it's not somebody that's like, or they're making these lists and they don't care about the list, but it's like, oh, this sushi is a great example. This is trending. Let's make a list of sushi places and only base it off like, you know, Yelp. Yeah, exactly. And we'll just go top star Yelp to low star Yelp. That you've tried all these things. Yeah. It's like, that's what really <laughs> separates it. And the amount of work is like, I know some people are like, oh, it's so hard <laughs> to go try all this awesome food. And you're like, um, no, it's actually a lot it of work. Yeah. A lot and, of money, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And be, to be able to have those like personal recommendations and have it, yeah. I'm really excited to see it. Yeah. And it, it'll be really cool to have someone that's been in all these places and to know how connected you are in the in the food and beverage community. It's like, it finally, it's, it's somebody that's like, actually behind all of these things right. versus just like I don't know whatever blog I don't know who's writing this I yeah. don't know how they're basing their decisions to the, the transparency I think is what would be key for something like that which is exciting yeah whenever I think our tagline is no um no rants ratings or reviews just great food because we're all like really tired of like the rants and the rating like everything especially with this year with like the restaurant industry going to shit basically um to go review a restaurant right now is just that's just a low point for you oh super smart okay so by limiting the list 
Mm-hmm. You've actually taken out the need to have negative reviews because yeah. now no negativity. <laughs> now you've got it that hey, this place is on our list. It's good. Yeah, exactly. That's super smart. Yeah, and it'll be rotating too. I mean, if you don't see your favorite place on there, it'll probably eventually come. It's all seasonal too. Like we'll probably focus on ramen and like comfort food in the in the winter and the summer. Like a lot of patio places. It's just yeah. Oh, that's super smart. Yeah. Because there's like this thing with negativity where people are like, I hate negativity. (laughs) And then, okay, well, why is the Facebook algorithm designed to just show you what you interact with and everything's negative? It's like, it's almost unavoidable. Exactly. And that's a really cool way because sometimes I've heard this before too. And Mm -hmm. actually I kind of agree with it in a weird way is that like somebody who's like, I'm a food reviewer Mm -hmm. and you only see positive reviews, you start to lose a little credibility. Right. And so that's the first concept I've heard where you're like, we only give positive reviews, but you know, all these things are actually super legit. Yeah. And it's like, well, technically they're not reviews, but they're more like, hey, go here. We tried it. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Try this out. Um, because then, then we do become like a reviewer. But yeah, I've gotten that in the past too. And like, why don't you ever put anything negative on your Instagram? I'm like, well, there's a lot of other places you can go for that. There's Google reviews. There's Yelp. There's like... I don't know, TripAdvisor. There's there's so many places where you can go and rant and rave or whatever, but um, I don't know. I just, I... I Facebook's awesome. Facebook, that. yeah. <laughs> like the whole world. And you can you can do it on your own social media nowadays. But it was like, there needs to be a place where people advocate for restaurants and small business owners. Um, and I don't think there's a lot of places that do that. Yeah. that. Well, and then you don't even really need the review process because it's kind of set up that, hey, if yeah. it's on this list, we really like it. Yeah. And the description of just is what it is. Yeah. And we're really good at taking stuff down. Like um, during the whole like George Floyd stuff and all that in the summer, there was a lot of bad PR coming out for restaurants. And we're like, we had to be super careful who we reposted. So if we heard anything of like this restaurant, like was, was racist or they, they treat their employees bad. If there's like, we actually do get a lot of like personal DMS and like receipts People will show us stuff like, please don't like support them. We actually do take those into account. I mean, we're I try to go through them and make sure there's they're legit like things, but we don't definitely don't want to um, support things that aren't you know aligned with what we believe in either. Yeah, that's that's a really tough topic to handle on social media because uh, you sometimes in serious topics you want to hear the full discussion. Yeah, but it's almost not allowed on social media. Yeah. It's like, hey, I told you about this and you didn't respond in ten seconds. How dare you? Oh, or it's yeah, like, yeah, we got that before. Or it's like, if we're talking in person, that's not how humans work. Like, you wouldn't tell me something, then I go, okay, I'm going to completely change my idea. You know, my idea yeah. of what I had about this restaurant or this person based yeah. on this one thing without figuring out if that's true or not. Right. And that was a time where it's like there's so much information coming in that it's hard to parse out what yeah. is. Like what is legitimate, what is not legitimate, and wanting to take it seriously because of the magnitude of that, like the, the issue and yeah. the, the divide that was happening in the Twin Cities. It was really, really tough. It was really. T- I was super scared to post anything. I mean, we and we post like the George Floyd thing. I think we posted on a Friday, like an actual like our first post of like you know we're going to take a break, and we even got crap for that because we took too long to respond. I mean, I think it was like three days we res- we took to respond. Yeah. And they're like, you just took too long. You're like, you're marketing. You're just, it was just, and and it's, it's hard to like not really take that personally. Cause you're like, oh, it's just me. <laughs> like yeah. you're talking to like me, but then we, you just have to kind of like take time. I usually, I have this thing where I'm like, I never respond right away to DMs anymore. Like I don't, cause I'm a pretty responsive person when it yeah. comes to like work. 
But when it comes to people like trying to say stuff or um, express their emotions, I always take a step back and I come like I'll turn it off and I'll come back. Yeah. And especially I think the intent of your page is we want to suggest awesome places to eat. Yeah. And I kind of had the same struggle. I was like, oh, am I not? Here's how I feel. But is, is this my time or place to say this? And my take on it was like, we're, we roast coffee for you to drink. Mm-hmm. This is not my place Mm-hmm. to speak if anything if if i were to be posting a yeah. lot about the issues that i really do feel strongly about i would be taking attention away from somebody that is way more educated and yeah. has a way better voice than i do and, exactly but I, that's really smart and just like not reacting right away to dms yeah because i think especially with an account like yours where yeah. you have seventy thousand followers Sometimes people will fire DMs off to huge followers mm-hmm. and make it super aggressive just yeah. to see if you respond. And they yeah. don't realize that you're like, no, that's Golden Eyes on the yeah, other side. Yeah, that's an actual <laughs> person. Yeah, we, I've gotten those before where like, it, they're like snide comments or something. We get very few like negative comments. And like once I respond, I always respond in like killing with kindness kind of thing. Yeah. Like, thanks for your like feedback and da, 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 da. I usually never get a response back. It's always just like people are looking for attention or just like, let me just because they think it's like some company that runs. I don't know, whatever. It's social media. Yeah, but I, I, it's, I think it's kind of funny sometimes when that happens. Yeah, I always. <laughs> I don't know if I have a set response, but it's rarely serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we just posted a video. It's clearly a joke uh, on reels. Trying to figure out what reels is on Instagram. Oh, I, think I saw it. Yeah, we did one that was in reverse, and it's like. It's very clearly not real. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was like, this is fake. It's clearly in reverse. And I just oh was like, well, time is God. a flat circle. So <laughs> to say that was in reverse. I like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> once, once you realize it's like, oh, you, if you get angry at that, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. So I got some questions here sure. that I was kind of brainstorming having you in here that I'm curious about. Um, so how... Would you react if you if you're like a restaurant, especially during these times? If you have an account, reach out and be like, "Hey, if you give me free food, I'll post a review." How do you view that topic? Because this is something uh, we get. Hey, if you send me coffee, I'll you know I'll give an awesome post about it. And it's like, okay, okay, yeah. So ugh, that's kind of tacky. So that's tacky for me. I would never do that. I think I the only thing that I've ever done was like, "Hey, I'm coming by." just to say hi like kind of thing like I did it recently for our, our food guy because I needed content I'm like hey just so you know we're coming by da 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 and I'm going to leave it up to them if they want to be that hospital person be like okay awesome we'll treat you da 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 I don't I think I don't think I ever went with and told someone like hey I'm coming get some free food ready for me and I will pose for you that to me is that's not my tactic I think it's a little tacky it's a little aggressive it's all about how you deliver. It's, I think it's all about um, business acumen and it's really like how do you talk to people and how do you provide the value? I don't know. It just seems a little it's like... It's a really fine line, I think. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of restaurants get phone calls too about that and I'm just like... that. I, the worst I've heard is where somebody eats the meal and then when the bill comes, they're like, I just... Here's my following, and it's like, oh God. especially when it's like, the, it's especially if it's like the server, oh, yeah, and you're no. just like in a shift. It's a fine line. I think though, it's rude. I don't know. I, see, that's that's me. T- that, like, I agree with that. I yeah. think it's rude, but it's a fine line because yeah. if you're like, hey, you know, we don't have a shop, but let's say we did, and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm stopping by and love to like try some things. I'd be like, I want you to try as many things as possible because you have this amazing like community you've created right. of like Twin Cities foodies. I would want to. Of course not charge you for like, I want you to try everything. I'll, yeah. I will let you taste whatever you can handle in caffeine content. Yeah. Um, 
But that's because of the hard work you've put in. And I've had people reach out that are just like, hey, if you send me coffee, I'll post about it. And I was like, oh, this looks great. And then you do a little bit of digging and you do run into the pod thing. Or yeah. You start to see some of these tactics. Yeah. And to be honest, I think the correlation I've formed is that the people who do have that strategy yeah. probably are totally down to do whatever it takes to have a huge following, yep. even yeah. if it's, you know, so even... I really like your idea of just asking like, the hey, hey yeah. oh, oh, hey, we're super hyper-focused on Minnesota. It's where we're from. It's yeah, where we yeah. rose. Like you, what percentage of your followers? Yeah. yeah. What percentage of your people are in the Twin Cities or in Minnesota? Could yeah. be a super like not mean way to just be like, hey, we want to make sure this is a win-win. Exactly. Yeah. I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to ask about like, have you had to adapt with the changes of Instagram and how you're changing? Are there like other platforms you're looking at? But it sounds like Eddie is probably kind of your like mm-hmm. longer term solution to that. Is that, yeah. is that what led to that decision? Yeah, basically I started TikTok. I was really into TikTok like, like a year ago and I was like, Oh, I'm so geek. This is gonna be so much fun. And then no, it didn't really pan out. I even did a drink dish TikTok and I'm like, this is too much. I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting old for this stuff, but they just, the amount of content, especially video, video was a little harder. Um, I love video myself, but I was like, I don't have, I rather have a team to do that versus just me doing everything. But yeah, the response was really eddy because I'm like, this is someplace we can control. And also it's, it's something we own. Like it's our own website. We can do whatever we want. Down the road, if this goes really well, um, I mean, there might be an app. There might be, like, other stuff that we could do with it. We want to be more animated. Like, I, my dream is, like, what I had in mind was, like, this would be more like a game versus, like, a guide. It would be, like, a mix of a game and a guide. Yeah. So you'll, like, earn points. And, like, it would just be, like, a fun thing to be, like, an escape for people. Um, so, yeah, I kind of want to... I don't know. I, I eventually want to take a break from social yeah. media. Like, it's six, seven years of posting is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a you can go insane. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's an app idea. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right. To solve the problem of, I don't know where to eat when you're trying to like go with a like husband or wife or girlfriend, whatever of where to, where should we eat? Yeah. You have all your recommendations in an app and you can go through and swipe right of, yeah, yes, I would eat here. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. And then your spouse would also do that. Yep. And then it could tell you places if, oh, yes, you matched on this place that's and that's so where you cool. could eat yeah. tonight. <laughs> I feel like I, like I came with that. I was like, that came my head too because of Tinder and like dating. I'm like, I love the swiping thing. I wonder if we could do that with other other stuff in like life i mean in theory you could even just do it on your website of a way yeah. of like here are places i haven't been that i want to go mm-hmm. but here's the here's the here's the key is it has to be anonymous from someone else who's doing it so that then when your lists match up you know it's their genuine answer oh, of cool. would you eat here because i was thinking about that that is like it's like a dating tool then that's what i'm saying <laughs> you could compare lists and be like Oh, our lists are like identical. Yeah. We probably if foods are, if we're on this, you obviously care a lot about food. Yeah. But the 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 funny thing is when you're trying to choose a place, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that I'll just be like, if that's where you want to go, of course I want to go there now. Yeah. If you can take away the thing of like, oh, I think they just said yes because I recommended it yeah. first. If you take away the thing where somebody's like, oh, we both actually want to go here. Yeah, exactly. That'd be really cool. In I the think Twin that'd be cities. really cool too. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I mean, it could be with like friends and stuff, but I was yeah. like, that'd be, that'd be really cool. That could be, with, yeah, anything really. But that's cool. <laughs> I like it. Um, so let's, where was it? Oh, yeah. So I guess um, with like TikTok and other things yeah. emerging, do you, how much focus do you place on Instagram versus other platforms or have you decided to just exclusively like Instagram's our bread and butter this is where we got to focus yeah I would say like 99% of the time yeah Facebook is 
think we have like 2,000 followers on Facebook. Facebook is just dead. It's a weird one. <laughs> yeah. It's now like kind of like a weird LinkedIn now. I get like friend requests from random people now that I don't even know. It's Facebook is just totally different. And it also got really political too. Um, but yeah, besides that, Pinterest never was a huge fan. Twitter is really hard to grow on Twitter unless you were there like day one. So, do you feel that way about Instagram at all? That it's, do you think it's too late? That it's, it's saturated. Like, yeah, it's really tough. Yeah. And that is where something like TikTok is really compelling for someone where even now it's like, well, it's already kind of yeah. weirdly developed. They're still in like the organic phase. So, when I, like, I posted a video um, and I think we got like a thousand views with zero followers, like right away. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I go down the rabbit hole on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, in terms of uh, high-end specialty coffee roasters in Minnesota, we're definitely in the top three uh, TikTok people, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally joking. I, know, I, don't, but... <laughs> I, just wanted, I wanted to make that clear yeah, that no, you weren't no, like, yeah. really like, oh, cool, really? Rob. Thumbs <laughs> up. Awesome. Keep at it. All right. Let's see if I can read my own handwriting here. Um, talked about that. Oh, um, so like when you're taking pictures... Mm-hmm. You said you're not a photographer background. Yeah. But your pictures on your account are all just like, they just look delicious. Yeah. What are the things you do when you're like positioning pictures or like, do you have it in mind or is it just more of a feel thing as you're taking a picture? Like this looks really good. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. So, I mean, right now we're, we're a lot of our contents um, user generated. So it's a lot of repost, but we do find like the style of photography when we repost. So that's why everyone thinks it's just us. The entire oh, content. Oh, that makes so much sense. So user-generated content is basically like we repost people's stuff. Um, and But yeah, our photos are, I mean, you can't even tell because they're so mixed in. And then, But throughout the years, you kind of just learn tri- tips and tricks and also being around other foodies, other influencers. Um, I never went that route of actually getting a camera. Like a lot of foodies have their own like $1,000 camera. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not Standing doing that. Standing up <laughs> on the chair in the restaurant. Yeah. And everyone's just like, oh. But the, but the trick is really natural lighting because if you don't have like flash looks horrible on camera on our, on our phones here. But usually by the window, um, natural lighting, get as close as you can. And you don't really want to order food that's like brown and yellow like te- like most of the time like so you're sometimes you go and you order food for the gram that's what they they you know order for <laughs> yeah, the gram yeah. you don't really order for yourself anymore <laughs> um but the more colors the better there's like textures um and then if you do like the flat lays like the overhead shots mm-hmm. you gotta now like style the shoot they gotta like put little napkins here and there and like you just kind of like after a while you pick stuff up um but it's all practice, yeah. And when you're reposting like uh, user generated yeah. photos, is that something where like you reach out to them and you're like, "Hey, I love this photo. Can I use it?" Or no, it- usually we only because now we have such a following. I mean, we get I don't know like 20 photos a day that's we're tagged in. Oh, so we have a library. Like our hashtag has over 70,000 photos. Oh, and that makes sense because yeah. it's like tag us if you want to be featured. You already they're like, yeah. I want you're basically to be building a life. library of content. Yeah, oh. and in return, so it's like a give and take. In return, they get featured on our page. Yeah, that's why like a lot of influencers in Minnesota when they um, first started out, like we were there when they were at like a thousand followers and now they're at 15,000 and then usually they just stop tagging you because they're like okay we're good like I don't need to be boot because they use this as a boost yeah. and I didn't know that that was a thing because I was not focused on boosting other people's accounts yeah. um, but after a while like a few years I people I heard like people saying oh yeah this is where you go to get followers I'm like Oh yeah, I guess when you get featured, people start following. <laughs> like I didn't really like click. That didn't really click right away. So now we're kind of careful on like how much exposure we give 
certain people because we don't want to just like give people followers because it's it's a valley it's i mean it's free boosting basically yeah and and that's interesting especially when you're like 99 percent focused on instagram yeah it's like it, it is kind of a thing where it's like how much is it promoting someone else's thing that's doing the exact same thing or how much yeah. is it that like the rising tide raises all boats and it, I think that'll change mm-hmm. w- when you launch Eddie yeah. because even if someone else is getting boosted if they end up yeah. on your page at all like the the goal is like hey this is really what we're doing over here right. now you got to check this out yeah and uh, yeah and for the longest time because um, we got I mean yeah, we got city pages five years in a row, like best Instagram. After the fifth year, I was like, we're good. I'm done. <laughs> like, we don't need anymore. But I was also waiting for something else to come and beat us. Like, I was like, all right, eventually someone's going to come and, like, surpass us because, you know, you can't always be on top. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the fall is going to happen. But when that didn't happen, I'm like, all right, so I think we legit have something here. Now it's time to figure out how to make this into, a, like, a business, like a real, like, monetizing. We have revenue streams and all that stuff going on. And so 15 months of planning, where does it yeah. start? And what has been the biggest challenge of getting this project to fruition? Um, Obviously, this year finding, contributes a bit to that. Yeah, for me, it was finding the right people. I've had a lot of interns have helped me. I have a lot of people that come in and out of Eat, Drink, Dish. Just like, I mean, no one, I don't. I can't pay anybody. Uh, everything's self-funded. Everything's from my own pocket. Um, actually, we recently got, I just got like a $500 grant from my founder story, which is awesome this yeah. week. So that was kind of cool. But that was like the first time I've ever gotten money outside. Um, so a lot of people that come in and helped me was they were, did it for free. And so it was really hard to rely on people to stick around if they don't have skin in the game. So I had that business partner for two years and then I got rid of her. Then I was alone for like until now, I think the last, yeah, this 2020, um, I've already gone through like three or four other people too that have been like kind of kind of interviewing in a way or we're like we try you do a trial and error and be like can we work together or not um and now it's like four of us kind of but i'm like really the full-time person still yeah so that people right finding the right people um the designer and developer of eddie is my good friend Teresa, and we met in like middle school so she's originally from minnesota and then she moved to like the bay area and then now in seattle um and so we reconnected and maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago, and she was coming from the fashion school, um, that kind of design and styling to now UX, UI. So user experience and user interface um, and website development, branding. And she's like, I need to build my portfolio. And I love working with you. We love working with each other. Let's try to like do something together. Uh, so that's where it was. It was just like a passion project. And I think we started last July or something, just brainstorming. And I thought a guide would be a good thing just because it's, it's simple. It's not super complicated. And I know there's like other guides out there, but like there really wasn't like a, like what we want to develop. And I, we also always want to be different and unique and speak to the culture as well. So I guess finding reliable guides is tough. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a dead industry. I don't know if it's the industry, but you know, like you only get guides at like hotels or yeah, whatever. It's almost like larger companies got a hold of guides or lists and they just go, oh, these get really high engagement, so let's create a list. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited to see it because yeah. it, it reminds me a bit of, I would 100% guarantee you're not familiar with Sprudge. Have you heard of them before? Sprudge? <laughs> yeah, you have to be a big Sounds time. Like sludge, no. <laughs> you have to be a big time coffee nerd. But oh, no. They're these independent guys that 
started Sprudge. Okay. And anytime I travel to a new city, that's usually the first place I look for, have they written an article about where to drink coffee in this city? Okay. Because it's two people who are passionate about coffee. Got it. And that's what they're doing. And so they're that's real, cool. like they're yeah. real big time coffee nerds. And so I trust what they say about versus like random lists. Yeah. I don't know. And so- to be able to become like the Twin City, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. I know you've got like your eater that's kind of like nationwide. Yeah, and they, Thrillist. Thrillist. They have a lot of lists yeah. that come out Infatuation frequently. is another one. I don't know if it's, it's not really big here, but infatuation, I don't know. That's and so those are, is. those are usually like pretty good lists, but yeah. I guess I would never even think I go, have they been there? I just assume not. Yeah. I assume it's a list based on like word of mouth or just, they know someone, Hey, do you know, some, versus yeah. <laughs> we've been in every single one of these places. Yeah. Really good idea. And sometimes, I mean, they do like the contribution uh, model where they like, will find somebody and pay them and they contribute to a piece. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Really excited to see yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see how it, people respond to and how it grows. Yeah. So if a restaurant or uh, who's your, I guess, who's your primary customer you're working with on the consulting side? On my consulting side? Um, hopefully, I, I really want to stick with like food um, and then like the auxiliary of that, like health and wellness, um, food, beverage, health and wellness. And then um, kind of, yeah, basically stick there like beverages to, I don't know. So who is your perfect customer? If someone knocked on your door and said, yeah. hey, I am blank. I need help with blank. What is that to you? Um, I love helping the startup aspect of it. So there's two customers, either the people that are like starting up and they need help to like brand something or develop a whole new marketing plan or whatever, just the launch. And the other ones are the ones that are like revamping or like either like 30 year old companies that just fell behind on digital and just want to rebrand themselves, get themselves back on the market. Those are the two. I dig it. Yeah. That's I, I, yeah, I can't wait to see Eddie. I think it's a great idea. That's something that I've been, I'm trying to think about with Folly. That's like, okay, we've got an okay, like pretty solid Instagram following, but like, how do we, as things change and reels comes out, I'm like, what is this? How do do I do that? That I'm like, oh wait, it's the things that we control are probably the long term going to be what's best for us. And also how you engage your customer base. And so that's Mm -hmm. the interesting thing is like, what you're doing right now with Instagram, it's not YouTube. They're not paying you for your content that you're almost like converting people to customers versus just like casual observers. And it's going to be a different like lane of like, Hey, if you appreciate the work we're doing, here's what we're doing, how to like support, but also get value out of it. Yeah, exactly. Building. I mean, the life, the lifestyle brand is ultimately the goal is to like build a lifestyle brand around food experiences and like beyond so hopefully we can get out of food maybe we'll do products you know like all that stuff okay so obviously eat drink dish mpls is the instagram handle yes uh website is eatdrinkdish.com eat drink dish mpls.com eat drink drink dish (laughs) mpls.com yep where can somebody find eddie because by the time this comes out it will have launched it's eats with eddie.com eats with eat gosh i keep using that doesn't work (laughs) eats with E-D-D-Y Yeah, eatswitheddy.com Cool, we'll put that in the show notes so people can find it We'll definitely post that on your end Or on on our end to help promote that And then uh, once the tasting room becomes more I I haven't even like officially announced this But basically December, January We're not going to be open Just because like (laughs) December is our crazy month January is like I like to breathe on like one day a week uh, for a month And so uh, also 
obviously with COVID and all the unpredictable mm-hmm. things about what's going to happen this winter. But once we're up in the spring, we're definitely going to be on that. Uh, yes. uh, on Eddie. Yeah, on Eddie. For we'll sure. get that going. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you, yeah. I'll end it like I end everyone and say have a nice day.